0: What up, y'all? This is DJ Freaky Kree, and this is Uh Uh-Oh Trouble. What up, y'all? This is DJ Freaky Kree. Tonight's episode, I'm going to be introducing myself on a special day of my birthday. I know that you guys are sitting here wondering, who is DJ Freaky Kree? I wonder who she is, where she come from, what with tons of questions. Well, I'm going to answer them for you and tell you guys a little bit about me, about my past, my present, and my future. I'm an artist, a musician, a DJ, and an entrepreneur. Um, I've started songwriting at the age of eight or nine years old, roughly, I don't remember when I first started writing, but um, I've started writing between those ages um, I wrote my first orchestra piece at the age of 12. Uh, it was a very big accomplishment. Mr. one had me sit there and play it in front of everybody else, and they seemed to sit there to like it. Um, I'm a singer. I've sung all my life. I started in the church, of course, just like anybody else. Um, I also sat there and I sung choir in school. Where um I've sung choir in school from fifth grade all the way up until my senior year in high school. Yeah, because they started in choir in fifth grade. Um, I've got to sing in Nashville, Tennessee. My seventh grade year, we went down there and we performed. It was it was pretty fun. I liked it down there. We had tons of fun. It was a nice competition. We didn't win, but. I enjoyed it and had fun. Um I had a group a long time ago when I was a kid when I first started when I first started songwriting. We were called the Blue Angels. I remember it was me and my three other cousins together. We wanted to get a group together and sing cuz we all can sit there and sing among other stuff, but we wanted to build a group together and be stars, be the next new Destiny's Child. As me, as a musician, I played the violin since I was 10 years old On the 4th grade when we first started. Um, I've played at my mom's job, first card. We perform in Disney. We perform at Six Flags Great America. I had fun throughout the time that I sat there and played. And I played from 4th grade all the way up until my senior year in high school. I, within those years, I taught myself how to play the viola and cello. I, I've also taught myself how to play the piano, and I played all of them by ear. So whatever I played on my violin, I sat there and went on other instruments and sat there and played whatever I was playing. And it just that's just... How it's been going, and I'm still continuing to do it to this day because right now I'm currently teaching myself how to play the guitar. As you might have heard, a little glimpse of happy birthday at the beginning of my guitar. I've just learned I played it by ear, whatever the note was, I was sitting there following beat by beat. um I just started doing the DJing, I tried sitting there doing DJ a long time ago. It was, I had my own little DJ set and everything. But I I kind of feel that this DJing is pretty fun. I'm actually enjoying doing it. Um, I started a radio show on Station Head. I was just browsing around and I found somewhere I can be myself and sit there, have brief little conversations in between the shows. Put my music on there and share it with everyone to sit there and listen and vibe off the music that I love sitting there listening to. And of course, I started this podcast. Um, it's been going on for a month so far. And it's been quite amazing. I've got it where people are sitting there a little bit listening to what I've been discussing on my podcast. Among, I do have a special guest that will be speaking later on Tonight. And he's going to talk about himself. He's going to introduce himself. And we're going to discuss many questions about music. He has his own podcast as well, which we're going to get into that later. As for my entrepreneur, um, as you may know, I have a record label called Trouble Music Records. You can find that off of any social media sites. Um, I'm also currently working on my food truck right now. Where I've been making lots of barbecue sauces. And I will soon be having them out for sale. Or hopefully probably in the next couple weeks. I'll probably have them out there for sale. I can't wait. Yeah of course you can find the sizzle on any social media sites. You can see whatever barbecue sauces I've been making. uh, That's going to be on the menu. We're going to be selling chicken soul food. We're going to feed everybody here in Springfield, Illinois, among the the people, the homeless people around here, because we got tons of homeless people that walk around, leftover food, why throw it away when you can sit there and give it to people who are way less fortunate, that don't have, don't even know where their next meal's coming from, so that was our initiated plan, we want to give out to those who don't have what we have, and also I have a production company, which I make music um, beats, I'll write songs for anybody that needs anything that, that deals with music. It's called Uh-oh Productions. I kind of mix it up with uh, the record label name, you know, Trouble Music Records. I'm really talking about the Trouble Clef. But, um, uh-oh, you know, it goes in, you know, when you get in trouble, you can say, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Which, of course, on the picture says, uh, oh, I'm in trouble. Um, Yes, so anybody who needs music, anybody needs lyrics, I'm your number one person to sit there and do it for you. Among other things I have done, I've done graphic design work. I can do that. All you guys know that mainly all my pictures, I make them myself. Uh, I created doing the fonts and all of that I do that myself so any inquiries m- most definitely you guys can hit me up either on the sizzle sites or Trouble Music Records and that's basically who DJ Free Cree is as a musician Um, a lot of the stuff I'm going to sit there I'm going to bring up um, an interview with a fellow colleague of mine that I've known and um, I'm going to ask him certain questions Um, like I had told you guys so who is DJ Freak Creek of course we're going to learn to know exactly who he is and what inspired him to music uh, what project he's currently working on uh, what message he does given his music and his background um, the greatest music error and why it was a pretty interesting topic. A question that I picked out that we really really collabed on. Um, who would he like to collaborate with musically? Um, if there was anything he would change in the music industry, that was a big question too. Cause there is a lot of stuff that he wants to change, and and it's kind of similar to mine's. And anything out there to the listeners as well um getting back to is trouble music records as some of these questions that I sat there and was asking him I think about it myself if there was anything I would change in the music industry I would say I'm I'm record label I want to make real music people who play instruments and I do it from there like I can play the piano. I can get a good melody on the piano I sit there and give you guys a nice, good beat off of that. My guitar can sit there and give you some rough edges and violin. You can use it for anything. Now it's morally fine. It's open that people can play the violin because normally they'll think that it's classical music and... And that's all you sit there and hear from them. No, it's more than that. You can sit there and do more with the violin than you think. It actually progressed since I first started, which I'm really blessed about that. I'm excited. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And um, I will be back to sit there to let you guys listen to my interview that I have with a friend of mine's. Well, you already know, I am DJ Freaky Cree. This is Uh-Oh Trouble. And uh, today we're going to talk about you introducing yourself to everybody out there as an artist. So, um, who is Demo Montez?
1: Well, it's actually Dimo, but I'll take the Demo because it caused a little controversy. Like, it's close to... That's what I be thinking about when people say that. But, uh... I'm a singer, songwriter. Um, I do my own podcast called Details with Dymo, And I'm trying to be an entrepreneur in the shoe (laughs) business. So hopefully that come about. But uh, I got my own little, you know, thing going. I would say like it's in between like R&B, hip hop, you know, rap and all that. I rap a little bit, but, you know, it's like a undefined type of genre, I, I can say, because you're going to get some slow stuff, then you might get some fast from me. You just never know. Whatever, you know, comes to me at that moment and how I feel, that's what it is. So I just like to paint pictures with my music.
0: Okay, okay. I feel you on that. I like that. So what inspired you to do music?
1: Well, I come from a musical family. Like um, I got... Um, like uh, people, you know, I grew up with that. Um, such as my uncle, like he, um, used to be a blues singer. You know, he passed away a few years ago. My dad, um, that passed away, he used to be a guitar for different groups and everything back in the back in the day, day. You know what I mean? Um, like right. not some of them Disney movies I grew up watching and Sister Act and. Uh, even album in the Chipmunks. Like, I just always just had, like, a, that was kind of, like, my way of expressing myself, whether did I know it or not. But, like, I just came from, like, a, a musical background, and I just always, you know, I can say what I want when I'm singing, basically. I was kind of like one of them kids. You know, if it make any sense, like, I grew up shy, but, like, um you know, when you used to, people being used to you being quiet or something when you, like, start standing up for yourself. Some people don't take you serious, so it look like...
0: I feel where you coming from off that.
1: Yeah, like, it looks like um once you... I don't know, that's how I got people to pay attention to me, believe it or not, like, you know. And then, like, music very powerful like that, so I think that was kind of a way, like, God was like, well, this is how you're going to express yourself. <laughs> something like that.
0: Well, I feel you. Sounds like we got a little bit of the same kind of background. You know, our family is involved with music. Mm-hmm. So, what project are you currently working on right now?
1: Well, I'm working on a few little things. Well, musically, I'm working on a mixtape EP thing. It's called DUI. And um, it's kind of like, a, you know, double entendre. Like, you got, you know, the DUI technically is like, drinking under the influence, you know, that's a whole story in itself. But uh, I mean, I kind of got it from that. It was kind of like a moment where I had to just be like, look, you're not even taking yourself serious. You're doing all this partying and everything. You need to be in the studio writing and doing what you love doing and everything. And then like the other side of it is actually, it it stands for um, dreaming under the influence of music. So that's what I came up with that, you know. I'm almost oh done finishing it up. You know, I just gotta get the technical parts out, you know. Um, but it should be out this summer, so you you gotta definitely check it out. And uh, at the same time, shout out to um New Age Hip Hop and DJ High Tech. Um, I'm gonna be featured on um the volume Power of New Age, volume two. You know, because I was on volume one or whatever like that with um, Stunt Dummy and Didn't, you know. So I got I got um, a new record that's going to be dropping real soon. So y'all got to check that out. It's called Friends.
0: I like the sound of that. That's cool. That's cool. So what kind of message do you give in your music?
1: I give different ones. Um, I just like to call myself uh a real talk messenger, you know. Like, um, as far as the friend song that I'm about to drop, I specifically talking about um, people that, you know, pretend to be your friend. Like certain situations, you know, like um, like my first verse, like got two friends that's clout chasing. Found a few more that I was faking. Lost my mind in the process of thinking friendship came with the breaking. Like it's like. One of those things where you you're somebody friend, but they ain't yours. It's one of them situations like that, and I got it based off the TLC record. You know what I mean? So right, I made it to like a trap, my version slash trap type of thing, and I got my brother Yak on it also. Shout out to Yak Smith, he's a rapper. I feel
0: you. I feel you. I kind of like the sound of that you said TLC. TLC is one of my favorite groups. Mm-hmm. They give a message, you know, out there to all the females, you know, to sit there to look out for stuff and yeah. make sure you got the right friends and protect mm-hmm. yourself and everything. Yeah. I like
1: that. yeah, that's just one of the many little messages I'll be saying. Like, and then, I, I mean, I got some deep stuff out there, but that's just like a little example. And then, um, as far as like the stunt dummy song got dropped with the video last year and everything which is still was getting like radio play. I don't even know how that happened because I haven't even sent none of my music to the station. It just happened, you know what I mean? I just, right. I was tagged in the playlist or two and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Somebody did it for me, thank God. Um, It's uh like, basically, you know, people stunting on what they are. You know, we see it on Facebook all the time. You got people on there pretending to be something they're not, you know, that's why I start off the song with like, you must be confident.
0: Facebook always be doing that.
1: Yeah, trying to generate likes and get human approval off of living your life like it is and all that. So it's like that, what are you stunting for? Like you just a stunt dummy, you know, like the little dummies that go in the car when they test them on, when they crash against the wall. That's kind of where I got, that's, that's, that's exactly how that looks when people do that and I got sick of it. So I had to write the record for that.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's the greatest music error and why?
1: Hmm. That's actually like debate. The, yeah. That's kind of like a big debate for me. I listen to, like, different... I go back to, like, way back when they was doing, like, plantation blues. You know what I mean? Like, from when you literally have to record all the way through straight. Even in the 90s, you have to just record everything straight. Like, But uh, I would just say up until the 90s, just from, like... Uh, maybe for me in the 90s, it's kind of like I'll be biased saying just the 90s because that's where I grew up in and everything. But, um, you know, I get a lot of main influence from the blues also. So I kind of I will say like um, give me like uh, I'm old school. I'm like 90s, 50s, 60s, 70s. Like everything reinvents itself, but like, uh, I'll say, um, this is a hard one. I, it
0: is a pretty hard one because there's everything way back, like, 90s and going all the way back is pretty much some good music.
1: Yeah, it is. Like, you can't even, you know what I mean? It's like you can't even weigh it on the scale. But if you compare it to, like, now in the 90s, the 90s automatically win. You know what I mean? But, um. Uh, I'm just gonna have to go on the women's Day like, um, I'm gonna go like probably around the motown era, maybe probably
0: motown, good old Motown,
1: yeah, like around then when we had like all the blues singers and everything out, like around when the blues was popular, that era, you know, up until like the early eighties, late seventies, you know. Before rap start kicking in. I'll say that. Love rap to death, but we already know where all that comes from.
0: You come from the soul, That soul music.
1: Yeah, it's just I always said like rappers for people sometimes that can't sing, so they express it by, you know, talking it a certain way. You know what I mean? So uh
0: Right, which is what they call poetry. Why they said yeah, there are Tupac yeah. the
1: uh-huh.
0: The poet rapper.
1: Yeah, like something like that, yeah. But like, you know, around the era where before it was even thought about, like around there because you can go back to them old songs and everything and they like literally like you can put on blues or jazz and they saying some stuff that's still relevant, you know. Even like, out, yeah, anything up to like 90s and down was the best era, basically. <laughs> It's very, like, I feel liking.
0: you. I feel you on that one. Thanks. Yeah. No My, disagreement there. I agree all... I agree 100% on that.
1: Yeah, because you can't really relate to, like, a lot of stuff now. Because everybody kind of, like, sound the same or swagger jacking. And, you know, it's hard for people to have their own identity now. So it's kind of like then you knew who somebody was when they got on stage or when you heard a, a record by them or something. Like, you just knew it. Like, everybody stood for their own voice and their own sound of music. All
0: right, so who would you like to collaborate with and why?
1: Hmm, Um. it's a lot of people I would love to collaborate with, but I really, for, like, the, the past, maybe since, like, I first heard her, like, in 2012, Scissor, like, I feel like... I don't know, I just understand her for some reason, even with like her old stuff when she first first, when she was like an underground singer, you know, before she signed the TDE, like she was like dope. Like either like her or Erica, but like SZA for real, cause she, like her metaphors and everything. I don't know, it just seemed like like some of her music to me is like a soundtrack of what I was going through or what I was feeling. You know what I mean? And I can really vibe with that. Like, she was like the answer to all the stuff I was writing and singing about that I, like, you know, I used to contradict myself on. I wouldn't even record it because people would be looking at me crazy. And around that time, when nobody really singing for real, for real, like, you can count the number of singers in 2011 and 12. But, like, um, because it was a dry spell for a minute especially for like R&B, but i say her because I understand her and the stuff she be saying. People are just now getting hip to her, but I kind of was like one of them people that listen to you before you get famous, famous, and um, I kind of, she just, I don't know, she put my ears in the right direction.
0: Get people like that to sit there and you'd be like the day one. Yeah. I'm, direct day yeah, one I from when they first started.
1: Yeah, she 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 gave me an orgasm you know, with a lot of her music. Hopefully I can do that for somebody.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta be out there to do what you do yeah. and you can influence somebody else.
1: True, true.
0: If you can change anything in the music industry, what would it be?
1: Um, it's it's going Let me start out with this. You notice how, like, if you're black, you it don't even matter what kind of music you sing. You automatically get thrown on the R and B and rap charts or something. And you can put out a song like Adele. But that puts you on adult contemporary charts or something like that. But if it was like Justin Timberlake or Sam Smith that be singing R and B music, they automatically get pop radio. You know what I mean? They get right. they automatically get transferred over to the Billboard. They don't have to start from an and B chart or a hip hop chart. And then because when we do stuff like that. We got. It looked like we got to do like two or three charts before we even cross over. That's what they call a crossover. It's still kind of like racially divided to me. It's still to me like back in the day when they had segregated audiences. It's just behind the scenes. But people ain't looking at the big picture. Like it's so much, especially like being a black artist, you feel like you have to be stuck doing a certain genre or whatever. Because you automatically gonna get thrown over there, you know what I mean? Like, um,
0: right? And it's so it's so hard for us because look at Taylor Swift, she was a country singer yeah. and she switched to and, pop. Yep. It was so easy so for her easy because for she was white. To do
1: it. it was very easy for her. Opposed to like K Michelle or the little Nas X dude. Like K Michelle, she sold all day. You know what I mean? And they like. When she put in, trying to put out country songs and everything, she's still getting boxed into okay. You're still a R&B singer. You know what I mean? Like, cause you're black, you're R&B or you're hip hop automatically. Opposed to when you overseas, they just listen to the music. It ain't nothing like that going on. You know what I mean? And right. that's very that's one thing I would really want to change because it's just like you know. Like people like even like people like JoJo or whatever, like they were saying she's a pop singer. She clearly was an R and B singer all day when she first came out, but she got thrown into okay, she a white girl, so they automatically compare her to Britney Spears, which I know she probably wasn't feeling because she wasn't making real like pop records or nothing like that. But same time, pop mean popular, but. I mean you get the you know what a pop song to me pop is like a radio friendly type of it don't got no soul in it, basically. <laughs> but
0: a pop, you know how stuff just pop, Yeah, that, you, know? you
1: know that type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I wish I could change that. That's one thing I wish I could change. And then the colorism, nobody wants to talk about, you know, we had a lot of more dark-skinned women back then I was winning, like, such as Escape and SWV. It's more harder for women anyway, but I feel like um, there's a lot of colorism. You know, they'll put out a Cassie before they'll put out a Jasmine Sullivan. Or...
0: Yeah, that's true. You see a lot more light-skinned. Yeah. I mean, they are our color, but still, yeah. like, they're a lot light-skinned. And they get more credibility because they're light-skinned it than the dark. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's like that type of thing, or if you're not overly sexualizing your stuff, then you automatically get thrown as boring or whatever for some weird reason. But, because I remember back in the day, like, we had, like, like, black a and departments where, you know, everybody got a chance to sign and be on MTV and all that, and you know it was I mean that's like a
0: I understand where you coming from they actually had an episode of Mm blackish that uh, talked about colorism yeah and it was a really good episode just sitting there talking like it really was good to sit there to be more light skinned because you get treated more fairly Mm -hmm. with the whites because you're not dark on black
1: yeah and it ain't even like taking away from nobody talent or nothing like that But, I mean, because can't nobody help what color they are. But it's just, like, you get more, you know, like, especially as a woman, you already kind of, like, got to work 20 times harder. But, you know, being a dark sister, is kind of like, you know, you can sing your ass off, you know. Like, it ain't too many of them that's really out like they should be and can blow their butt off, but you're not going – it's like you get put in the underground circuit now. You know what I mean? Unless you collaborate with somebody or do something extra sexy or something, but it's like you don't get paid.
0: Like your Beyonce or something. The female rates has gone down since the best. 90s. Yes,
1: but it probably won't even be another Beyonce after a while. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, cause I don't even see any other chick coming in behind her, and it might could be, you know, she just might be dark skinned. But you know, she's she sing about stuff like that too, which this is why I really dig her and the the the, the police brutality and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like even her dad said, you know. She wouldn't be as big as she was yellow. I didn't like the way he said it because it made it look like she had no talent. Because I mean, clearly it's a lot of girls that you could be like. They made it because they was bright. You know what I mean. Some of them can't even really sing like that. Like,
0: well, I mean, there's a lot of girls. I mean, that could be out there and that was big, but they was big. Mm-hmm. It, back then right. and now you sit there and you look at them they're big in other places they're not doing anything musically mm-hmm. they're doing they're acting they got their own businesses right. that's how they're sitting there growing their popularity mm-hmm.
1: like brandy like you know she was brandy
0: uh, monica was high. yeah
1: like and it was like fair-skinned black women you know what i'm saying so i wish i could change that and um Another thing...
0: Destiny's is- Child, just look at that. I mean, Beyonce's grown big, but the other two girls, just think Michelle and Kelly, yeah. they're a lot dark-skinned than her. Yep,
1: yeah, and Latoya Luckett.
0: Yep, mm-hmm. Latoya. You don't even hear about the other fourth one, Latavia.
1: Yeah, we don't hear nothing about her. I will be looking her up sometimes, but I don't really hear anything. About- yeah, I don't. And nobody even mentions Farrah.
0: No, not at
1: all. <laughs> no say, but she can't sing, sorry.
0: That's your opinion.
1: See fair can't sing. Oh, she's beautiful though. But yeah. It's it's crazy how that is. And then this another one I would like to change. Um, like I feel like um Everybody feel like they gotta be hard about some shit when they get on the mic all the time, and nobody, ain't nobody. Well, I ain't gonna say ain't nobody expressing themselves. It goes back to that. Another, I mean, black people do that to themselves too, cause now we in this like rap world where everybody feel like you know you gotta be talking about gang shit or whatever when you get on a mic or it's too, it's so jacked up. Now when I say I do music or something to somebody, they automatically assume I'm a rapper. Like nobody thinks of singing anymore.
0: No, that was also 90s. I mean, I've seen it on YouTube where different videos and people wishing that they can go back to the era where that music originally Mm -hmm. came from. And, like, now that music don't make sense. I mean, you want to sit there and talk about gangs and stuff like that. I mean, how did they do it back then? I mean, check it out, N.W.A. I mean, they was all in that. Right. But they did their music in a whole perspective where people can understand what they're coming. Yeah. That they were banned from playing at places. Yeah, I mean nowadays here they're fighting stuff. Too.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like, not even, or maybe I'm not running into the right people. Or, you know, because I like a lot of it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, you know, as far as like being a black dude, being a black man, anyway, you saying you doing music, they automatically like people even black people do that like oh you a rapper (laughs) i mean i can rap but i'm a singer so they be like oh but i mean
0: everybody wants to be a rapper yeah
1: everybody does you know and everybody's not great and everybody's not great at singing either but you know um i'm not that's why i call myself a misfit you know what i mean because i feel like uh you know even with like, I was on another mixtape by this dude named DJ or DJ whatever, Get the Bag, volume uh, 18. I was, like, the only singer on there. But, see, Stun Dummy wasn't even a singing song, though. It was, like, kind of like a swag type of message song. So it wasn't really, like, a, the song didn't, you know, like I had put out or whatever. But still in all, I was, like, is so many rappers, like, you know, we get minimized. Um, You know what I'm saying? When it gets, like, when you be, like, somebody sing, it's kind of like, are they going to be a trap singer or whatever? Like, everything is kind of boxed. Like, I think we do that to ourselves, too. Like, because that even goes off of, um, because I sing about different stuff, but it even, like, goes off the fact, you know, some of us feel like we can't sing about love, even though I don't, sing about it all the time because I'm not That's it's so much stuff to sing about but like for example I feel like you know when you do it like people kind of like look at you crazy because like everybody's like rapping or or the R&B guy or a singer feel like they can't do that because everybody's so tough or whatever and most of the singers are tough now like it ain't Right. You know, but I don't you know, I don't want to put nobody in the box. So maybe, you know, we in the era where
0: I mean, anyone... I've seen that kind of concept. Just check it out. Like between like um, Chris Brown and Trey Song from mm-hmm. when they first began mm-hmm. in their career up until what they're they're doing now. It's a complete difference.
1: Right. Yeah. And I enjoy a lot of it, too. And then again, you never know. They might have wanted to make that type of movie. Because I remember Chris said he wanted to be a rapper at first. And they told him to stick to singing, believe it or not. So
0: I mean, he do a little bit of both now. You know, he's switching up doing his own thing. He do a little bit of both on his tracks. Mm-hmm.
1: And then when you're under contract, they might just have you just one certain way. So when you do try to, like, do something else, you know, like... Uh,
0: Right, that's true. He did start at a young age. At yeah,
1: 16, had no control over his career. Like, you got people telling you what to do. So that's kind of hard, too. So it's all about, um, you know, like...
0: Uh, that's something that Sammy had to go through. Because yeah. Sammy's still doing his mixtapes and such, but it's hard for him to push out a whole album. Yeah. He's not as popular as he was before. Yeah. But he was in a group long time ago.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Same with Lloyd. He was in a group a long time he
1: ago. He was with Intune, yep. I remember that when I was a kid. Actually, Sammy was kind of, like, one of the reasons why I started writing music, because it was me and my cousin, Kendra, like, um, came out with our little song called Can Anybody Love Me? Wrote it. Like, we seen a little kid on TV, and I'm like, wow, this boy can really sing, but it was, like, 99. I'm, like, 9 and 10 years old, so like, I can ask, like, he is one of them people you gotta bring up because people act like they forget him, you know what I mean? Like, he was, like, one of my influences as a kid and everything like that, and it was, like, he came out so young, and then he, like, disappeared all the way from when I was in elementary to when I was in high school, you know what I mean? And then we had Mario come out, Chris Brown, like, all different kind of other guys that kind of overshadow him, but, like, I'll say he kind of got that started. Yeah. Kind of crazy, though, but yeah, like, it's it's so hard for him, you know what I mean? Because he's still being looked at as a kid, I guess, you know what I mean? And now that he's grown, it's like, you know, the stuff he is thinking about, and the boy can really sing. He can now sing a lot of us, to be honest. You know what I mean? But
0: that's yeah, true. Yeah,
1: it's just like, I don't you know i kind of like and then you got to think when you start out young and you trying to come back or whatever in between people stealing your money and everything you might have people pulling strings so you can't you know get to where you want to go so it's a lot of stuff to look out you know and it's like like i studied all that like i didn't know it was so many like Rule, it's kind of like a dope game or something, (laughs) believe it or not.
0: Kind of looks that way nowadays, it's
1: crazy, you know what I mean.
0: I know, I know. All right, for the last question, is there anything you would like to say to our listeners out there?
1: No, I would like to say Daimo Montez or Demo, whatever you feel like calling me. is definitely on his way to do some major things. Um I'll give a shout out to Yak Smith, Ricochet, say um Deho, EBE, Quick, um, New Age, Hip Hop, Um, DJ High Tech. But follow me on social media. Um, um at, you know, on Twitter, I'm at Dymo Montez. I'm Dymo, Underscore Montez on Instagram. And I'm Diamond Montez on Facebook. Um, I want y'all to check out my new single I'm about to be dropping real song. It's called Friends Featuring Yak Smith. Um, I'm trying to get my shoe line basically modified and put in production. They're called Modest Misfit. So you can go to Alive and um Modest Misfit is actually I got like a Different kind of shoes, you know. I'm trying to get that off the ground for real, too. Um, I got my podcast details with Dymo um bussing. so I'm going to try to check that out also. Um, I just want everybody to know, you know, um, don't give up on what you're doing because I'm definitely not going to give up on nothing, bro. Shout out to everybody that have been messing with me. All right.
0: Well, thank you for sitting there, uh, coming on my show, sitting there introducing yourself.
1: Yeah, and thank you for having me. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I thought that was real cool of you to reach out to me and everything. See, I never even knew you was paying attention to me either, though. <laughs> Which was crazy. Shout out to you for that. So, you know, in case, like, 10 years from now I'll be big. you could be like, I was the first one that interviewed this dude.
0: Right. I'll be the first person to sit there and interview you, been knowing you for You what? got
1: the exclusive in-depthness like rags to riches interview right here exclusively.
0: <laughs> Platinum gold interview.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so I guess we're gonna close the show.
1: All right, thank you for having me. Shout out to you. Um, thank you. You know what I mean.
0: You're welcome, and thank you.
1: All right, it's a wrap. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye.
0: That concludes the show for tonight. I really enjoyed having my nice little interview with my buddy, Daimo Montez. And uh, telling you guys about me. Uh, Look forward for the next show to air on Father's Day. It's going to be Fathers of Music. Kind of like the Mother's Day show. It's going to be all about the Fathers on Father's Day. So look forward to that June 16th. This is DJ Freaky Cree, And uh, All Trouble is closing out.